Hello, everyone. Kara Olker here, intuitive health coach and founder of Deep and Roots Health Coaching. I host my own podcast called Deep and Roots Podcast, and I do it all from Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it truly is the easiest way to make a podcast. And here's why. First off, it's free. Who doesn't love to be able to do things for free? And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. By the way, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Pretty sweet, eh? It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. I personally love using Anchor to record and upload my podcast episodes. I get to choose my own intro and outro music. In case you were wondering, it's Tropics in the Beats section. And it's very user-friendly for this millennial who can't technology at all. (laughs) It's one and done. Then I schedule my episodes to publish whenever I want them published. For me, I schedule to publish every Friday because... Who doesn't love Fridays? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello there. You are listening to the Deep and Roots podcast. My name is Carol Olker. I am an intuitive health coach and the founder of Deep and Roots Health Coaching. Check out what I do and the services I offer on Facebook and on Instagram under Deep and Roots Health Coaching. There, you can book a free discovery call to talk about your health goals by clicking on the link in my bio. You can also join my Facebook group, Reincarnated, called Busy Professionals Living with Gut Issues. Deep and Roots podcast has been created to give listeners an inside look into my health coaching business, specifically my one-on-one 90-day program, which helps my clients establish habits that serve them in developing intuition around their thoughts and gut health. I use science and logic, and I also use the power of thoughts, feelings, intuition, and sass because authenticity is not an option in my world. You know what else isn't an option? Trusting your gut. If this appeals to you and you want to dive into your own abundant health journey, reach the hell on out to me. I'd love to hear from you. So let's get started. Welcome to episode 27. Y'all, all of you. Every single one of you, I am still way beyond excited that episode 26 dropped last week. Joseph Pisano is literally love wrapped up in human form, and I hope you were able to get something out of staying firm in your enoughness during the holidays. I still am, and I interviewed the guy. (laughs) Continuing on with the emotional aspect of gut health, today we're discussing grief during the holidays and how that affects the path to gut healing. Why? Because 
if you've ever experienced grief, it hits you hard during the holidays, like a brick wall, no give. Also, if there has ever been a year in modern history that has encapsulated the depth of grief, it's 2020. I mean, last Tuesday alone, there were over 800,000 new cases of COVID-19 confirmed in the U.S. And as I'm recording this episode, almost 280,000 deaths happened due to COVID this year. On top of that, you have loss of jobs, loss of autonomy, and just feeling helpless due to the discouragement of social gatherings and life as we knew it before COVID. And in some instances, loss, loss of self. Oxford Languages defines grief as deep sorrow, especially that caused by someone's death. To take it further, sorrow is defined as a feeling of deep distress caused by loss, disappointment, or other misfortune suffered by oneself or others. So even if you take away the aspect of literal death, sorrow in itself is an emotional death. Grief is a response to that. Didn't that just hit you hard right there? Like, damn, truth bomb. Just hit me in the guts. And if it did, you feel it. Let it hit you in the gut. Feel the lump in your throat. What is this feeling telling you? Where is it taking you and your thoughts and feelings? Five years ago, Four months apart. I lost my mom in January of 2015. And two weeks before my 31st birthday in May of that same year, I, I lost my dad. I'm putting this out here for two reasons. One, Pain always recognizes pain. So if that helps you to open yourself up to me as a health coach and podcaster, then I'm always available to provide that bridge of familiarity and understanding. Two, experiencing the ultimate grief makes me an authority on grief, just like anyone else who's ever experienced this ultimate grief. This provides the ability to explain the concept in a multitude of ways that allows the concept of grief to be normalized. Grief needs to be normalized in any instance, not just in death, but also especially in death. Not talking about grief and my experiences with grief in my field is negligent, really. It does feel odd putting this out there on a podcast. It feels exposing as it's a private matter for everyone who's loved my parents deeply, not just me. I've I've discussed this here and there in previous podcast episodes, my parents' death in relation to moving forward when life hits you hard. Since the holidays are arriving and 
so many people have lost the ones they love, especially this year. I decided it would be fitting to talk about grief in general and the two reasons I highlighted below as my reasons why. Really highlighted above as my reasons why. To be honest, losing any parent is losing too many parents in my opinion. Yes, I'm blessed I knew both of my parents for more than 30 years. I'm super blessed. I'm confused when someone asks, were you close to them? As if it matters, though. And to be honest, prior to their deaths, I thought that was a normal thing to say. But really, it's normalized and unintentionally toxic to say and... That provokes a head scratch for me every time. But yeah, I feel doubly lost without both of my parents. I miss the time my mom and I took a girl's trip to visit every colonial everything in Virginia. (laughs) And this was the year I graduated from college. Um, We had been there a million times before, it felt like, but this trip in particular, it was it was something I'll never forget and something that I'll always hold close to my heart. And I miss the days after my mom's death where I felt grateful I still had my dad. I would call him, he would tell me about the cows he'd help birth and the happenings on the college campus he worked at. That is also my alma mater. We were going to rebuild our father-daughter relationship. We were going to be okay. And then he died and I had to become okay without him forever. That and the alternative to not being okay ever in my life was too dark of a place to come out of. Thank goodness I still have my brother and my aunts and uncles, cousins, my dad's parents. My goodness, my my dad's parents, Jima Jipa. <laughs> And you betcha I get panicky if any one of them is sick or sad. So yes, I do have people in my life, especially friends in my life I've dubbed as family. The people in my life who are my everything and tell me I need to let them in because I can still do that and be whole while I continue to be everything to myself. But I'm not going to lie. The death of a loved one appearance especially, hardens you. You detach yourself from thoughts and feelings that are hard to swallow. You tell yourself you don't need anyone because they're going to leave or die on you anyways. So you you do the leaving first to make it quote-unquote better for everyone. Yet you may also be a serial dater or get serious too soon with the person you've been seeing because Any type of connection is needed more than air. Without some type of interaction to distract you from your mind, you literally lose the air in your lungs needed to breathe. It's too much to breathe. Also, if there are any unresolved issues between you and your deceased loved one, you feel robbed of closure. 
any sort of healing or understanding. It can feel like that's buried as well. Your relationship with the other members of the family can change as well. Sometimes the glue that holds you all together is that deceased loved one. And once that person is gone, so is the illusion of those other relationships. So then you're experiencing the death of relationships on top of actually losing someone, which is beyond heartbreaking as well. I've often said these past five years, it's, de- it's easy dying. It's final. You're dead. The hard part is being the loved one, alive and expected to put together the pieces the dead cannot. And I want to make this clear. That statement isn't to minimalize or disrespect anyone's death. Believe me, as death can be a horrific end to the story of a person's life. I mean, it's death. Though the memory of that death lives on in those who are forced to survive it by proxy. It is a crass, harsh reality that can also provide a platform for when healing is a possibility after all that grieving. And really, let's get real. There is really no pain other than sexual assault, to be honest, that comes close to comparing to the pain of a loved one dying. And even then, there are different levels. My grandparents burying their oldest son. I can't imagine the deep well of sorrow they experience on a daily basis. Nor can I imagine losing an unborn child, as many parents unfortunately have. Pain is pain, though there is an unspoken rule of respecting others' pain as separate from your own. At the absolute core of any loss of a loved one through death is loss of your own identity. I thought I was going to have the luxury of bickering with my parents until I myself was a senior citizen or at least have both of them see me get married or hold their first grandchild or be around to see me start my own health coaching business. Yes, I know, seems selfish, but you think about these things and The random calls. Who do I call when I just need a parental figure to talk to for guidance or to just shoot the shit? I've had to reassign that role to certain people. I've also had to reassign myself another individual identity. Putting my own needs on the back burner so I could help care for my mom while she was undergoing cancer treatments always feeling out of place due to being told I'm nothing like anyone else in my family, except I damn straight am. Looking perfect and put together while feeling like a fuck up and failure because I wasn't being my authentic self, thinking I had to prove to my family, but really prove to myself that I wasn't different from them. I had to replace all of this and more because I no longer had the familiar dynamics to perpetuate this identity. Over time, I've developed new habits, new identities, tending to my own needs and telling people how they can help me, let alone asking for help. 
I've had to do that because there is literally no one else I need to take care of right now. I'm no longer constantly being told how different I am, so I go on my different path and remain strong, though it can be hard sometimes when that one outside person doesn't get it. I no longer strive to be prim and proper because that's just not me and there's no place for it. I had to heal the woundings we all get from being in a family dynamic and I had to heal them on my own with no absolute closure tied up in a bow and be okay with it for my own sake. My deeply rooted gut issues didn't just pop up on their own. I've had to reassign myself an identity that is more naturally me versus the one that I defaulted to around my family for the sake of feeling accepted. To heal myself and yes, my gut. Was it tough? Hell yes. Do I slip back to the neurotic behaviors and freak out? Not as much as I used to. And I find that by honoring myself, I'm able to honor the ones I love and who love me back. My parents would scratch their heads at me as I am right now, yet I have no doubt they'd be proud in their own way, or at least impressed at something. At least I think that's the goal of most parents and how they view their adult children at some point. And really... Let's stop for a minute. Who resonates with this? Any of this? All of this? Who has ever just felt the grief of a familial or intimate dynamic falling apart? Or the grief of following the beat to your own vuvuzela? Skip the drum. (laughs) Let's go for the horns. So many of us. So when I share my thoughts, my feelings, and my experiences, it is not about me. It's about bringing to light and bringing awareness around the collective experience of of all of us. We've all heard of the five stages of grief, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. And let's just be honest, if you've never experienced the loss of a parent, child, or someone deeply close to you, you still have experienced grief over something. Life hands you your ass and it hits you hard. Something's been taken away from you, your health, your job, your reality as a spouse or significant other. And it's up to you to recite reassign yourself as an identity that is more natural and in line with your current situation, especially in gut health. You go through denial as if everything is okay because actually taking on the task of healing your gut is scary as hell and shameful. Lying in bed, every inch of your body hurting, your stomach feeling like it's splitting in two, and everything you ingest, even water, it's a nightmare to endure. By saying there is a problem with your gut health you need to take action on, you are essentially giving up the thoughts, feelings, actions, and even relationships with people that have gotten you to where you are now. This stage is where you kick and scream because this absolute change, that writing on the wall, It feels too final for you despite feeling like a shell of a person you used to be anyways. You may say, 
no, I don't have anything wrong with my gut. I'll be fine to just wait it out until everything goes back to normal. Then the anger kicks in because you realize you can't deny uh, that you need to do something about your persistent gut issues. You just want to be normal and not deal with this shit. Just live your life like you want to, but your body fails you every chance you get. So you're angry about that as well. Then you begin to bargain with yourself and say, well, if I go on said diet forever or do said procedure, I won't have to change anything else and I'll be able to heal my gut that way. After that, the depression hits because you feel out of control, spinning and unable to know where to steer your bus or if you're even steering your bus. You feel worthless, lost, confused, and not knowing where to turn next. The depression stage is where you might be at your most reckless and volatile. Eating everything inside or depriving yourself with most types of foods so you can feel like you're in control somehow while feeling out of control. Then finally, acceptance. You're over it. You know you need to steer the bus, so you're going to steer the bus. You don't know how to yet, you just know you need to know how to. So you seek help any way you get it and find out what works for you. This is your new reality, so you're learning who you are in the process, what works and what doesn't, and your journey is going to change as you go. Any loss you experience, you're going to experience grief. And we want all of this wrapped in a bow, and we want to know exactly what stage we're in or going to be entering. However, whether you're experiencing the loss of a loved one, the loss of your normal way of life before your gut issues, you'll bounce around to and fro for the rest of your life in these stages. We as humans like to think that big events in our lives are going to be wrapped in a bow, but the reality is that it's going to adjust and mutate because we're always going to be faced with that loss somehow, in some way. I will always live with the fact that I no longer have my parents. I will also live with the fact that I have celiac disease and an altered gut microbiome because of it. Both life events have forced me to take on new identities and ways of life drastically, and I'll never be the same because of them. I've had to adjust, and I made the decision to thrive regardless, though I didn't immediately arrive at that decision. We, we always have that choice not to thrive, and the decision to do so should come from you and you only. In that split-second decision, that reassignment of identity, whether to thrive or merely exist, you still have to commit and take full responsibility over it. It's absolutely crucial to get the external support you need that serves you the most. But it's not anyone's responsibility to assign you that external support or tell you what kind of support you need. 
And this is especially so during the holidays. If you're going through some major digestive distress, you're going to go through the five stages while you're trying to navigate your way around the holiday meals and festivities. You'll be in denial. Eat something that puts you in a digestive tailspin. You'll get angry, get depressed, and then you'll have to accept it. Sometimes all within a span of a couple hours. So you'll have to decide your plan of attack. And if you want to keep putting yourself through it or make the most of it by using some ideas from episode 24, how to enjoy holiday dinners and not feel like shit afterwards. Regardless though, don't deny your feelings or that you're human. Give those feelings some space. Then decide how you're going to think about and act on them. You can 100% be in your gut healing state and still honor your love for mac and cheese. That mac and cheese may just look and taste differently. The same goes for the obvious. Grieving the loss of a loved one during the holidays. That alone can turn your stomach upside down and cause your distressed state, uh, your distressed gut to be even more distressed. You'll go back to the thoughts you had about yourself in your life as a kid or when that person was in your life because there's this twisted part of you that thinks if you hold on to being that person before your person died, they're not completely dead. You'll want your person or people there with you in the current, but they can't physically be there. So you beat yourself up for thinking this and knowing they're gone. But don't beat yourself up. Give those feelings space. Then decide if they will consume you or be a small piece of your current identity. You can 100% be yourself as you are now while loving the person and the people you've lost. That love is just going to look differently. It's going to be more internal. Or maybe you're going to take up some family traditions or make your loved lost one's favorite Christmas cookie. Reassigning yourself a new identity after any type of loss is crucial to moving forward. Though it doesn't mean you forget or leave anything behind. It doesn't mean you're feeling. It doesn't mean not feeling your feelings. It means honoring yourself first while honoring your past. So this holiday season in 2020, when everything and everyone is grieving over something or someone, give yourself the gift of feelings and compassion and extend it to others as well. None of us know what others are going through, so we owe it to ourselves to understand what we're going through in our own lives recognize it's all messy and that we're still standing in the process, even if we don't feel okay. The more we allow ourselves to give our darkness a place, the more we allow ourselves to open up to light, to deepen our roots of our inner strength and resilience, despite the storms that have passed and will continue to roll through until the day others grieve and the loss of us.
Deepened Roots podcast covers elements of my one-on-one 90-day program that is founded on the concepts of acting out of abundance instead of fear and going for what serves you. From time to time, I'll also cover what speaks to me, what's important in the moment, who's influenced my work, and even bring you interviews with like-minded business owners. I also encourage you to reach out and let me know what else you'd like me to talk about. What moves you? What speaks you? What serves you? Also, don't be shy. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram by searching under Deep End Roots Health Coaching. To not only book a discovery session by clicking on the link in my bio, but see the current happenings, musings, and shenanigans at Deepened Roots Health Coaching. Oh, and don't forget to join my newly reincarnated Facebook group called Busy Professionals Living with Gut Issues. I have weekly lives and conversations with the other group members that's more personal and interactive. Thank you so much for joining me. And I will see you next time.